Hello and welcome to Heavenly Manna with Milton Harris. Now on today's broadcast, we're going to go back into the Word of God. There's some very familiar scripture and a very familiar thought. We have used this a time or two, I believe, on, on the broadcast. But this is just seeing what the Lord's uh, impressed on my heart. I actually used it the other night uh, at the church. But if you have your Bibles, look with me in the book of Philippians, chapter number 4. And we want to begin reading in verse number 4. And the Word of God says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. Now, I want you to see this right quick. He says, Rejoice in the Lord. It doesn't say rejoice in your situation or your circumstances. Don't re He's saying rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ that we're able to rejoice and not uh, in our situation or circumstances. He said, let your moderation be made known unto men. The Lord is at hand. That word moderation there literally means gentleness uh, or meekness. By the way, meekness is not weakness. It is strength under control. And he said, let this be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Now, you and I, as, as Paul's talking to born-again believers, and you and I as born-again believers have the Holy Spirit of God indwelling us. So the Lord is at hand in the fact that he is uh, with us and indwelling us. But also, the Lord is coming again. The Lord is coming is at hand. And so the Lord is coming. So you can see both meanings in the Scripture. So let your... Moderation, your gentleness, your meekness, be made known unto all men. The Lord indwells you, and the Lord is coming again. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Brother, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, when you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ with strengthens, which strengthens me. We'll go back and as we look in verse number six, when he said, be careful for nothing, that word careful means don't be anxious, don't worry. And the thought is this, 
today. Victory over anxiety, or you could say victory over worry. Paul, as he's instructing us here, and as the Holy Spirit of God is leading him, and the Lord's letting us know that we rejoice in the Lord, not in situations and circumstances, but in the Lord. We find that we are to be gentle among mankind, for we know that the Lord indwells us and that he is coming again. And then Paul says this, don't be anxious and worry. I look in this scripture and I see three things, at least, that the Lord is trying to teach us and tell us so that we can have victory over anxiety or victory over what may be worrying us. He says here, number one, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So the first thing we see in order to have victory over anxiety or over what's worrying us, we need to have the right kind of prayer life. We need to pray right. There's four things he talks about here about praying. That word prayer carries with it the idea of adoration. It implies an inferior being calling upon a superior being. In other words, it's coming, uh, approaching the Lord with the right attitude and the right approach. And supplication. Supplication, they tell me, carries the idea of a servant coming to his or her master with a need knowing the master can fulfill that need. So you and I, as inferior beings, coming to the Lord who is a superior being, we come as his servants with whatever the need is, knowing that he is able to supply that need. Then he said, let your request be made known unto God. This is you and I just coming to the Lord, pouring our hearts out to him, saying, and, and the Lord knows our need. He knows what's maybe troubling us, and he's just saying, bring it to him. Tell him about it. And then with thanksgiving, this is the fourth thing, with appreciation. You and I ought to, uh, when we talk to God in prayer, we ought to be thankful, thanking God for loving us and for sending his son Jesus uh, into the world to pay a uh, sin debt that we could not pay thanking the Heavenly Father for saving our soul. Lord, I, I, I'm so thankful. Uh, I, folks, I, I thank him for saving an old wretch like me. Thanking the Lord Jesus Christ for being willing to come, pay that price, being our substitute, and our sacrifice, making salvation possible, and for saving us. And I'm so thankful the Lord saved an old wretch like me. Got so much to thank him for. I thank him for the sweet Holy Spirit that indwells me. I thank him for my family, for my church family, and for all his blessings, benefits, and even burdens. We've got a lot to be thankful for. So he said the right kind of praying is when we come approaching him with that adoration, when we come approaching him knowing that he's able to fulfill our need, when we come to him pouring our hearts out, to him, letting our request be made known. And when we come to him with that appreciation, being thankful, then we know verse number seven, 
says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then you and I can enjoy the peace of God. So the right kind of praying. But then in verse number eight, he talks about the right kind of thinking. You and I are to put our thoughts upon those things that will glorify God on those things that uh, he would approve of. Too many times Satan takes our minds and, they, and wanders them off into areas where they shouldn't be. But when you and I think right, when you and I think like we supposed to and like we should, then that helps us to be able to enjoy the peace of God and realize that he's helping us and help us not be so anxious or so worried. So we got the right kind of praying. And then, it's, again, the right kind of thinking. We are to have a guided thought life, a guarded thought life, and really a glorified thought life. Keep that in mind. And don't let Satan carry your minds off into areas where they shouldn't be going. Keep our minds focused on the Lord and on those things that are pleasing in his sight. Then let me say, thirdly, I hear the right kind of living. He said in verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, do them. And the God of peace shall be with you. So here we are. Uh, he's saying we need to live right. We need to do what's right. Have you noticed the progression? If you and I are going to have victory over anxiety or victory over worry, we've got to begin with the right kind of praying. We've got to have the right kind of prayer life. Then, secondly, we've got to think right. We've got to have the right kind of thinking. And then, thirdly, we've got to live right. We've got to have the right kind of lifestyle. When you and I pray like we should, we think like we should, and we live like we should according to the Word of God, then you and I can have that victory over anxiety and over worry. He went on to, to say, uh, now, not that I speak and represent uh, of respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I tell them at the church, I'm not there, because you know the scripture says, godliness with contentment is great gain. And if, in order to get to that point, where we can have the victory over anxiety, have the victory over worry, be content. You and I have to pray right, think right, and live right. And then he said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. We will never be able to really claim that and enjoy that verse until we fulfill the previous verses in our prayer life and the way we think and in the way we live when we pray right think right live right we can be content and know that the lord jesus christ is going to help us through 
no matter what the circumstance is, no matter what the situation is, he's going to be there for us. We can claim verse 19. He said, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, what a promise. What a promise. Again, we do not rejoice in our circumstances or our situation. And when you and I pray right, think right, and live right, when you and I uh, can enjoy that peace of God and know that the Lord's with us and be content in knowing that he's going to supply our needs and he's going to strengthen us, that doesn't mean their situation or circumstance that we're in is going to change or go away. That just means that the Lord's going to give us peace and strength and supply whatever we need to see us through whatever the trial or tribulation, whatever the situation or circumstance is, he's going to see us through. And so what Paul and the Lord's telling us here is don't worry, don't be anxious here. Pray right, think right, live right. I want to say this. I read a statistic several years ago that said 92% of all the things that people worry about never come to pass. And that the other 6 to 8% of things are that come are things that we have no control over. And so the writer was basically saying, why worry? And that's really what the Lord is telling us here, as Paul's writing, we don't need to be anxious. We don't need to, to, to worry with our situation or our circumstance. We just need to take it to the Lord. And I'm going to tell you what, if we've got any unconfessed sin, that's the first place to start. Confess our sins. He said, if we'll confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, we're talking to those that are saved. If you're lost, oh, you need to be born again. That's the prayer you need to offer. Then you can enjoy the peace with God and the peace of God and have victory over your worry and over your anxiety. Well, I'm out of time. Till next time, may the Lord bless. Dear listeners.